this last spring, um, there was a time around a campfire where myself, John, a couple other guys from camp were hanging out physically distance, obviously, um, from each other, uh, cause it was towards just before summer camp was going to happen. Um, and we're, so we're around this campfire and, um, we're telling camp stories and we're just talking ideas and talking, like looking ahead to the future of a kind of a summer. And we had this idea of like, we should start a podcast. This kind of conversation could easily be a, a podcast and connect us with camp people. Yeah. I remember, and I think we were at that point not sure what was going to happen over the summer. I mean, I think we knew something was going to happen. And so then it was like, man, this is such a weird feeling. And it was also a nice feeling for us to be talking about camp and thinking about camp. So in that sense, it felt a little bit like we feel right now, which is like camp is a big part of who we are. It's a big part of hopefully everyone who's listening. And at the same time, we know that there's something else going on around the world that is affecting all this. Totally. And right now we're looking forward to summer camp again, right? Because we're going to have it, we're going to make it happen, whatever it takes uh, this coming year. Hmm. Um, and, the, you know, it's more achievable this time than it was last summer. And like, we have so much to look forward to. And at the same time, we have so much that we've already lost. Um, so that's maybe where we're going to start this uh, podcast is just spend a little time maybe acknowledge what we've lost and then look ahead to what we hope for. Yeah. And Seth, you and I have talked about this. We don't want it to be just to sit here and revel in all of the things that didn't happen last year and how sad that is. And there is some sadness there, but I think that we can kind of come back and say, okay, there's something to move forward with and look forward to. And also maybe even we could talk at the, at some point about just what happened at our camps this past summer and, and think through some of the positives that even came out of what was really a tough year. I was thinking ultimately we should let everyone know, you know, we're not probably going to follow a format like this too often. What we really want to do is kind of dive into some really fun aspects of camp. We want to hear from a lot of people, including some of you, about what's great about camp, what's great about some recollection of camp. Um, but given the current situation that we're all working through, it just felt like this was probably an appropriate place to start. So if you're willing to come along with us, we got a couple people that we want to uh, bring into this conversation over the next few minutes. So hang out and listen with us. And we hope to really uh, kind of set the stage for what will be a really fun, exciting new camp avenue, which is this Three Camps podcast. Technically, it's Three Camps. We have three different encampments. Camp Brookwoods. Brookwoods. Camp Deer Run. Camp Deer Run. There's River Outpost. Three camps. There's River Outpost. The Three Camps Podcast. Your hosts, John Cooper and Seth Coates. All right, so before we get started, we thought we'd just jump in here with one little piece of information. Uh, quite frankly, uh, we're learning at this, and we were going to throw this in at the end of the episode, but there's a possibility that some of you might not really stay till the end. We hope that's not true. So if you go to our camp's 
Free Camps podcast page on the website, and there'll be connections to wherever you're listening to this pod. Check out our voicemail. The number is 978-308-2679. 978-308-2679. Find our voicemail, call us, leave us a message with a story that you have to share. It could be about a memorable trip. It could be about a fishing experience you've had. Could be about it. Sing us a song. Anything you like, anything that jumps to mind. Uh, go ahead and share that story with us. Leave it on that voicemail. We might even put it in one of our podcasts. Shout out one of your friends. I don't know. Make it an opportunity to be like telling us about somebody that you didn't see last year, but that you've seen for the last 10 years and you missed them. Before we bring in our first guest, we have an idea that we're going to try and play out here throughout our episodes. Uh, we'd like to introduce every guest, ask them how long they've been a part of camp, and that could be as, as a staff member or a camper or both. And then a very, very important question, which is, do you prefer the top bunk or the bottom bunk? So I'm going to go first. My name is John Cooper. Uh, I am new to camp. I've been at camp for about two years. And I prefer the bottom bunk. Only because if you know me, you know I'm a ninja and I have uh, cat-like skills uh, that um, isn't true. And I definitely would do better sleeping on the bottom bunk. What do you got? So my name's Seth Coates and I've been around camp for almost 11 years now, been 11 summers. Um, I came to camp through windfall rafting, if any of you remember that uh, outfit that we had. Um, and then have been at Moose River Outpost since we stopped doing that. Um, and as director for four years. I was never a camper here at this camp, but I attended a different camp as a teenager uh, and then all through college. And in all those years, I was a top bunk guy. And here's why. Um, if you know me, this will make perfect sense. But Great. Um, Top bunk on the side of the cabin that was not the prevailing bad weather side of the cabin um, because I didn't want my sleeping bag getting wet when the wind would blow the rain sideways into the cabin. So I would always choose the top bunk. So I got the airflow, but always a certain side of the cabin. So I didn't get the bad weather. All right. Now you maybe want to tweak my answer because, yes, I am a ninja. But I'm also an early riser and I would always take the, I would go to camp too as a kid and I'd be like, how do I get out of this cabin fast? You know, so oh, yeah. I didn't want to wake anyone up by trying to climb myself <laughs> down off the top bunk. All right. So I think that's all the disclaimers that we need to provide. Let's get into it. All right, so our first guest, in keeping with everything that we've been discussing, uh, is Sarah Cohen. A lot of you know who Sarah is. I have been Sarah Cohen at camp for about five summers. I was Sarah Bartlett at camp for seven summers. Okay, so Sarah Bartlett Cohen, 12 years total at camp. Correct. Cool. And what were Melissa your, can check my math. What were some of your uh, responsibilities and what is your most recent title? I was a whitetail counselor for a couple summers. I was unit director for two summers. I was program director for a few summers. 
I was an LDP counselor, took a few years off to have, get married and have some babies in that order, and then came back as program director for the past five years. If you don't know Sarah Cohen, just believe me, she's a total rock star. And um, she was actually one of the first people I met when summer camp started. Uh, she makes an impact wherever she goes. Everyone, she is beloved. Sarah, if I were to ask you, top bunk or bottom bunk, which one would it be and why? Probably the bottom bunk because I'm more likely to fall off the bed on the top bunk. Okay. Or fall out a window or something. Love it. Yes. So Sarah, Seth and I have been talking about why we're doing this podcast to begin with. And, you know, the thing that we have to mention, even though we don't really want to live here and dwell here, is the year 2020 and how it's related to camp. Mm -hmm. So can you give us an answer as to th something that you really missed in not having camp last year? I actually asked my kids this question um, because we talked about it as a family. And I think the thing that I miss most is walking down to the waterfront. Um, and this meant something different to every member of my family. Joel misses it walking down with the kids and the anticipation of being at the beach. Um, my kids miss the beach itself and swimming, but they don't remember much about what else is there. Um, but for me, it's, I miss that feeling of walking through the woods and getting to the waterfront and seeing everything running like kids, scuba diving, kids in swim lessons, the sailboats out, the canoes out and capsizing and doing their thing, boats going around the water, um, the nautiques out, people skiing and snowboard or wakeboarding. Um, so it's the feeling of that stretch of the road where there's nothing going on and then suddenly seeing so much and um, all the color and the brightness and the excitement of what is our waterfront. And I miss being there too, myself. <laughs> I've visited a lot of camps in New England and a few outside of New England. And I think our waterfront is the best of any camp I've been at. Agreed. And not, not trying to like beat our chest too much. I just think like, how amazing is it that that is the waterfront of this camp? But just crazy. Yeah. We're uh, both like reminiscing what we've missed uh, in the past summer of 2020, but also looking ahead to 2021 and what we either look forward to or anticipate about the summer. And it can be the same thing, but it doesn't have to be. Wondering what you're looking forward to uh, for summer camp this year. It's sort of the same thing. I miss just walking around all of camp. I miss seeing people, seeing kids doing things, campers doing things, running into staff, those conversations you have on the side of the road, on the front lawn. Um, I miss, we, so many of us have been in our little pods or our nuclear families mm -hmm. for so long. And the comings and goings of camp community. And um, we're hoping and praying that summer 2021 can happen in a safe way. Um, and it's going to look different. And while there's a sadness to it being different, it's also excitement that we get to be together, mm. Lord willing. Um, but it's just, it's walking around camp. It's that feel of being in community and it's all in one place, but there's so many levels and facets of what the community looks like. Uh, when we have our incoming days, you know, you're looking, I'm from the food service director perspective, I'm looking at 400 people uh, plus parents 
that are going through all the checkpoints. You know, we try and have refreshments there, but then ultimately I'm just thinking about, okay, we got to do our first family style meal. Usually it's turkey dinner. Um, and that's all the thing I'm thinking about. Um, and I'm only bringing that up to say that Sarah, and I think parents who are listening may not fully appreciate when kids come in, and I'm sure there's a person like this at MRO, when kids come and they sign up for all these activities, you know, Sarah's the one that's orchestrating this whole thing. And there'll be, you know, 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m., you know, opening or incoming days for Sarah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Just give us, I'm not asking you to complain because I don't think you are, but just paint the picture I, for that first for incoming days for you. I love incoming days. It's like my best day. It's like my job all in one day. Um, campers come in, you know, anywhere between one and five, one and four, and they do their swim test. They do their health check-in and we don't know much about what they want to do for activities before then they like express some interest, but they don't sign up for anything. And so I spend the afternoon getting ready for them to sign up for those activities and based on how many kids we have. And then we have to get all of their information from their swim tests into the computers. And then that night after dinner, they choose what activities they want to do. And we have between 40 and 50 different choices for three different activity periods. Um, and so after they sign up, which is chaos itself, and all the campers listening will know this, that it's like this fun game of running around trying to get the activities you want with your friends. Um, but after all of that is over and everybody's chosen their activities, that's when my real work begins. And I get it all in the computer. I print out attendance sheets. I have to know where everybody goes. Everybody's supposed to be at 10 a.m. on Monday morning. So it's, it's a fun game for me because it's a lot of organization in a short period of time, but it also is exhausting. It's a lot of trying to keep people happy. I mean, I know you can only do what you can do. So it's, I keep everybody happy, John. There's a point where you just go, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm limited to the fact that there's a, you know, a finite number of signups for yes. each of these activities, but yes. you do an excellent job at it. I'm curious what you guys think campers, what activities they think are the, like, what are, what are the most popular as is the guest allowed to ask the podcast hosts a question? Mm. Absolutely not. Um, I don't know that we would be the best pulse yeah. on that. I think maybe we should put that out on the voicemail at some point mm -hmm. and see what people really think. I think it's a great call. I'm going to throw a couple out there and find out that I'm wrong. Um, horseback riding seems to be one that you'd have to sign up for ahead of time, right? Correct. Um, but then things like paintball, I think, go quick. Could be wrong about that. Um, there's got to be some waterfront stuff that just takes the cake, right? Well... I don't know. Maybe I, I would, if I had to guess, I would say archery shout out to win 22s and, um, something to do with the boat. So whether that's water Stephanie skiing or wakeboarding it. or whatever, I would, those would be my top three. Really? Paintball's not up there. No. Okay. Paintball is not an activity you sign up for. Oh, okay. So okay. it was at, a good guess, but Run. it's, it's not an activity. Not sign up Everyone for. out there. I just make food. <laughs> I want to make that clear. <laughs> But Seth, you got it. Archery, riflery, and water skiing, wakeboarding. And sailing. Sailing. All right, so we're not throwing the gauntlet out there, but if you want to weigh in on the voicemail, jump on, tell us your favorite activity and why, and you may just hear yourself a little bit later on this season. So a big thank you to Sarah Cohen. Uh, we're going to be excited to have her back on the podcast regularly. 
Uh, and moving on, we have a couple rapid fire guests that are going to come in and basically talk a little bit about some of these questions we've been considering. First, we'd like to bring in our fearless director, Bob Strodel. Hi, my name is Bob Strodel. Uh, I've been at Brookwoods and Deer Run uh, since 1959, and I've been the executive director for 27 years. And my definite preference is a top bunk. Top bunks at Brookwoods has got all the little nooks and crannies above to put your bug spray and your store and all kinds of little things in the wall that the lower bunk does not have. This is some good insider information here. Yeah. Right? You'd never know that if you hadn't slept in those cabins. No, that's right. So uh, the question of the day is something you missed about last summer and something that you're looking forward to about this next summer. And then it can be the same or, or different, doesn't matter, but go ahead and give us Yeah, that. I mean, so many people gave up everything last summer. So many things were missed. And it's really hard to put your finger on one particular thing, but I think the thing I missed the most was in chapel. Uh, on the morning basis, hearing all the kids sing. That was just the highlight to me of what camp's all about, seeing them enthusiastic, uh, singing Bible songs, uh, seeing the staff enthusiastically lead them uh, in those songs. I think those are just... That's just my treasured memories of camp. This summer, of course, I'll be looking forward to that again. I'm also looking forward to seeing the parents roll in here with the kids. I'm sure after this whole year and the COVID situation, parents are going to be, yes, I can't believe it. And the kids are finally going to have a little bit of a chance to be outside, uh, be out of the house, be in the outdoors, and have some interaction with uh, kids their own age. Of course, the parents are also going to go home, and they're going to have a chance to uh, do some things without the kids at home, which they're probably looking forward to. Same. Guarantee that everybody's ready for that. All right. Thanks to our executive director, Bob Strodel. Now for another rapid fire guest, we're going to bring in a fan favorite friend of the show, Dorothy Legro. My name is Dorothy Legro. And what do you do here at camp? I am the camp registrar. Awesome. And how long have you been here? I've been here for two summers. I was never a camper at camp because I was a sleepwalker. So I, my mother was not fond of me leaving home for long periods of time. Right. <laughs> not know where I would end up. So, Dorothy, we always ask people if they would choose the top bunk or bottom bunk. We're going to say bottom bunk for you, I think, in that case. Yes. You take a long walk off a short <laughs> six-foot drop. You moved to New Hampshire from where? Remind me. Saugus. Saugus. Um, and um, what's the what's classic Massachusetts phrase that everybody says? Wicked smart. There you go. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know Dorothy... There's a good chance a lot of you do because she answers the phone. She's an incredible registrar. She's like the first line of defense for just about anyone who tries to get in contact with anyone here at camp. And then also you see her through summer camp. I mean, Dorothy and I came on around similar times. We're both new here at Brookwoods and Deer Run and MRO. I feel like you probably have a similar feeling to me, which is that camp's amazing, but oh my goodness, right? Yes. I mean, Yes. So give us a little bit of that. How is that? What do you remember about your first summer? Um, it just kind of was like chaos for me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like a good chaos, not sure. a bad chaos. Um, it was just, I just kept hearing leading up to camp, like how crazy camp was, how it could be confusing, how loud it was, especially the office and coming and going and phones ringing and all that stuff. So 
and it all lived up to it. It was kind of like crazy in the summer, um, but it was a good crazy. It was exciting and overwhelming at some times, um, just especially being new, never being a camper, not knowing what camp was all about, really. I was just learning. I was only here a few, you know, like what, six months before camp started, so. Um, so, so thinking about summer, um, what's something this past summer, 2020 being just a different year for all of us, um, what's something that you missed about summer camp? I think we were talking about earlier about that chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just like welcomed it. It was just the excitement, I guess, of summer camp. Um, we still had that with the Winnie weekends and everything, but um, I think just the excitement, the noise of the children, the laughter, that kind of stuff was missing. Mm. You get swept up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about us having the most normal version of camp we can coming up here. I'm just excited to see everybody back together. I know that, you know, since last summer, since Winnie Weekends, just hearing people talk about missing that connection and that those relationships being built. So yeah. just the kids being able to see each other again, the staff being connected again, yeah. um, it's important. Yeah, totally get that. And I think that's going to be exciting for people to be to come back and see. 300 strong or something here on campus, you know. Our final guest is a guy named Josh Phillips. My name's Josh Phillips. Josh and his family live in Maine. We live in Portland, Maine. And the, the, the connection for us, um, our daughter's, spent 2019 the summer of 2019 at mro for their first summer they stayed in pomola they loved it seth and i had the chance to sit down with him over one of our winnipesaukee weekends this past summer it was it was neat to talk to josh he brought a perspective as a pastor and as a father and you know they had these two daughters that were just attending for the first time and it was kind of neat to hear him report back as to their experience even things as a dad that he noticed. Um, and he came into a conversation with us. He had his Bible ready. He opened up to Acts. We had this kind of neat, quick conversation about what it meant for his daughters to see kind of an Acts picture played out for them at camp. And while we didn't really go over formal questions about what they had lost in having a summer without camp and what they look forward to, what Joss has to say is certainly relevant to the conversation we've been having on this first episode. And I think uh, it really speaks to all of us about what camp can be and what can happen at a place where people of one faith and one common goal come together and really share in uh, a central relationship with the Lord and be a part of what he's doing. Here's Josh. The Lord knits that together in a really cool way. That is a, that is a, that is a scene of heaven that, I would argue you would have a harder time to ever find a better environment for that than camp. Adults don't open up as fast as kids do. Very few of them. We just got way too many scars wounds. We don't trust people. We are, um, we're not nearly as, you know, they're so innocent. There's so much, still purity in them. There's just so much cool heaven component to that. The other component to it is the, um, for the, for the now, is is Acts 242 they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles teaching 
into fellowship, into the breaking of bread, into prayer. So camp is a is that like they got they got to study. You know, Maggie's like, I wanted to go to bed. And we had to do Bible study at night. I'm like, Amen. You know, and and they they were they had to be devoted. And then they when they see others devoted, it just you get two forty two. You get a little mini church living out every single both week or two weeks or month cycle, but it's it's living out. And so when they come back, you know, when my daughter came back, it was her first encounter of biblical community with peers. Like, okay. So now when she sings Amazing Grace in, in 10,000 um, years and forevermore, she has a, an understanding of that'll be cool because I'll be around people I like. Mm. Like, yeah, not just your boring parents. <laughs> and I'm like, you, you would have never known that if you had not gone to camp. So it changes. It colored. It went, it honestly, camp took a lot of black and white and put color to it for her. And she's like, okay, this looks way prettier. No, I see it actually lived out. Mm. So that was just some some thoughts that I had um, from a from kind of a kingdom of God standpoint, young adult standpoint, kid standpoint, and even honestly from a parent standpoint. All right, a big thank you to Josh Phillips for that pastoral perspective. It's much appreciated. Well, you've heard from a few people here. Uh, and to wrap this up, Seth and I, we, we haven't given you our answers to these two questions. So, Seth, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have an answer to what you missed in 2020? Yeah, so mine's probably a both and. So what I, what I missed and what I'm looking forward to is probably the same. Um, and it's uh, the, the MRO property the site everything about it we've now i mean it's a youth camp right it's made for teenagers to be there and college students college age students as staff and it does this thing right it's this machine when it's all happening it's great um and it didn't happen in 2020 and there was a moment last summer where Adam and I are standing on the front lawn and we, and we finally had, you know, people, um, families in the cabins and doing some of the activities. And, um, you could hear kids playing and the, the boat was out running and the staff that the few staff that we did have were busy. And I remember looking at Adam and saying, this, this feels like camp. And I'm looking forward to that for 2021. Um, staff training is maybe my favorite two weeks of the whole summer mm. um, where you take all these individuals and you bring them together as a team and you give them skills and abilities. And, and then we launch into ministry together to work with kids and then the place gets full and uh, whether it be full or not, I don't know, but, um, but it'll feel like camp uh, and that I'm looking forward to. Mm. Yeah. How about you? You know, we just heard from Josh Phillips and, uh, I remember when we were talking with him, he made this comment about how camp is like this kind of unbelievable picture of the Acts 242 groups that, you know, you read about and churches try and create these small groups, community groups. 
And he was like, I'm watching my two daughters have real live community uh, at these places. And, you know, I think that there's, I think hearing him talking with him about that and also just seeing what happens at camp, you know, from a perspective like the one I have, which is usually from the kitchen, but you watch all these amazing things and people talk about what is camp? What do we do here at camp? And part of me thinks like, yeah, we have all these incredible things going on at camp that are fun and engaging, but it's all like a byproduct of what I think really happens, which is like, you know, we have um, Christians, you know, sharpening other Christians, learning from each other, growing together, making lifelong friendships together. And I don't want to get too preachy, but I, I missed that so much thinking about the fact that some of these people who have been really blessed by relationships that they've built in uh you know, managed for years, had to go without this past year. So in that sense, I'm looking forward. It's the same thing as you. I have both and mm. it was missing. And I'm really excited to see people come back together and realize they're going to see their friends for the first time and really see their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. So I, you know, I, I think that that's what camp really provides. It's just people, you know, in relationships. Yeah. I'll give you one more. Um, that's maybe a little closer to home for me. Um, and it's like, I, I spent all year getting ready for this thing that happens, right. To mm. go up there and open the site and, and we do this thing. Um, and now I'm going to have to wait. This is how I feel and felt this last summer. Like I prepared all winter for summer 2020 and it didn't happen. Right. And now I've had to retool and recreate go back to the drawing board and so many things. And and now I'm putting a lot of effort into summer 2021 and I have, I have to wait two years to see this thing that I work on. Mm. Um, and, um, I mean, that's hard. I've had, you know, like that's hard in any job. It's hard in any job, but then like the, you know, I put some value on like the significance of what I do as a job and as a career mm. and the ministry that, that takes place at Moose of Post. And, and I'm, uh, one of the people that helps bring that together. Like, and now I have to wait extra double the amount of time to see any of it happen. Mm. And, um, like on a real personal level, like I'm looking forward to seeing it happen because we didn't. And, uh, or it was different and it was, it felt smaller and, uh, and I want it to feel like it usually does. And I want the thing, the thing that we prepare for every year to happen. No, it makes sense. Yeah. So this will be, I was, I, we referenced this in the beginning of the podcast and I just want to say again, this is probably a little different of a format than the one that we're going to try and focus our attention on. You know, we've made this clear, but just to reiterate, we think the things that make camp great are the relationships and the stories and the shared experiences that people have that kind of fill those up. So we want to focus on that stuff. 2020 has been, been a crazy year. Um, and not just with the pandemic. I mean, there's plenty of things going on. And I just want to make this statement set that we're not a couple of tone deaf individuals. And I don't think that we have uh, a desire to simply just ignore things that are going on in the world, but there's people that cover those things. There's people that focus on them. And I just want, I think you're with me that it feels like this podcast is going to be maybe more about focusing on other things like 
the shared experiences and the fun and the, and the not always fun, but just the memories that we can all kind of take part in. So we don't want to live here. You know, that's something we said at the beginning. We don't want to stay in this space. Uh, it has to be discussed. Uh, but for better or for worse, you can expect us to kind of focus in different ways moving forward. Yeah. And uh, I think the, yeah, like you said, we're not, it's not because we're turning a blind eye or anything. It's that the purpose of this podcast is to camp, connect camp people to camp people through storytelling. And, um, and that's what we're going to forge on into. Our first episode is done. Uh, we're glad you guys are with us. And like I said uh, earlier, hit us up on the voicemail. Share uh, anything you like. We're going to listen. And we're excited to have you come along this path with us. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much. So if you've made it this far, congratulations. The end of our first podcast. We hope that you'll join us again uh, when we drop our next one. To be honest, we don't have a time frame on that yet. Um, but we'll let you know. You can keep track with us of when that's coming on our social media feeds, on Instagram and Facebook for both Camp Brookwood's Deer Run and Moose River Outpost. Um, another way you can stay connected at camp is to check out the website for the Winnipesaukee weekends. You heard Josh Phillips reference it earlier um, in our conversation here, and those are still happening this winter, so check those out. Um, otherwise, we'll see you soon. Favorite food that John makes? Pizza. No, just kidding. <laughs> there it is. Once again, a big thank you to our guests. Thank you, Sarah Cohen, Bob Strodel, Dorothy Legros, and Josh Phillips. This podcast has been produced by Seth Coates and myself. Thanks for coming along, and uh, stick with us. It can only get better. So long. <laughs>